Hey friends, welcome to today's podcast. Today it's going to be you and me chatting and we are going to be talking about buyer psychology and what your ideal clients are actually thinking when they look at your pitch and are getting ready to buy from you. Did you know that there's actually three different types of buyers? Today I'm going to break it down for you so that you know how to tweak your pitch and your sales pages so that you can capture more sales and you can be talking to each individual buyer correctly. I can't wait to hear how this information helps you in your business. So without further ado, let's jump in. Hi there, I'm Jenna Kutcher. I'm the host of the Gold Digger Podcast, and I'm so excited that you're hearing me right now because that means that I get to introduce you to my friend, Michelle Hagen, and her podcast, The Busy Years. Michelle is a mama on a mission dedicated to inspire other women to chase their dreams and their passions no matter what season of life they're in. And I've gotten the privilege to mentor and coach Michelle. She was one of my top 10 students in my community of over a thousand women, and she helped lead and inspire other mamas just like you. And now you, my friend, you get a front row seat. So sit back, relax, and get ready to be inspired. Hi, I'm Michelle, a sales and profitability strategist, mentor, and captain of your cheering squad. But most importantly, I'm a Midwest wife and mama to two spirited boys, and I'm a lover of learning, family vacations, and nap time. I built my business between the moments of motherhood, and I know that you can do it too. Being a mama is hard, and no one should have to do it alone. That's why I'm bringing women together to share their stories of motherhood, business, and blessings. So grab your coffee, wash your dishes, hey, even take a shower. Because we can do this, friend, in the middle of motherhood. You're listening to the Busy Years Podcast, where motherhood and business meet. Come tired, leave inspired. All right, friends, let's dive in. So often I hear people say, Michelle, I know who my ideal client is. I know what they want. I know what they need. So I don't need to think anymore about that. I already know my ideal client. I don't need to dive any further deeper. Well, here's the thing. Even if you know your ideal client, the problem that I see a lot of people run into when it comes to sales is you aren't thinking about what is my ideal client thinking about when they are seeing my sales page, when they're hearing my pitch, when they are seeing my product in a store for the first time, what are they mentally thinking about? And then we go into what type of buyer are they? Just because they're your ideal client doesn't necessarily mean that the second that they see your product or your service or hear your pitch, they're going to buy. There are three different distinct types of buyers when it comes to purchasing. So today we're going to talk about those and I hope that this kind of helps you to tweak your pitch, tweak your sales page in a way that can help each of these individual buyers purchase from you. So the first buyer that I want to talk about today is who I like to call the spender. These are the people that buy from you 
the moment they see your product or hear your offer or the doors open to your offer. These people don't necessarily have to think about spending their money. They spend money easy. They see that your product or service meets their need. That's what I'm looking for. It's at a price point that looks good to me. Sounds great. And they purchase and buy. Um, We all love these buyers, right? These are the buyers that we all want that the second we open our doors, they come running and they're like, yes, I've been waiting for this. This is what I want. And they buy. But here's one thing that people forget about is that we just sell to these buyers because they are the easiest buyers because we don't have to convince them of anything. We just literally have to lay out what our product or service is going to solve, the problem it's going to solve for them, how it can help them in their life. It makes sense. Boom, they buy. These are the easy buyers. You don't have to do much for these buyers to purchase from you other than having a good sales page or pitch that explains your product or service. Now the next buyer is what I like to call the researcher. This buyer goes and researches everything. They compare your product or service to other products or services. They look at the different price points. They look you up. They see if you're credible. They actually search bad reviews for whatever your product or service is because they want to see all the opinions. They research everything before they buy. So these people are kind of your mid-cart, if you have a, are doing a course, your mid-cart buyers, um, they're your ones that you have to give them all of the information as in they want to know what all the product and service is, but then they want to know where have you had results. Give them testimonies. They want to know why your product is better than another product. So this is where, for example, if you have a physical product and let's just say that you have a skincare company. This is where you want to explain in your on your sales page or in your pitch that why is your product different from anyone else's? Or if I were to compare your product or service to somebody else's, what are you giving me that the other product and service isn't going to be giving me? So This is where you need to provide some of the research as well in your sales page or in your pitch because if you don't provide that research for the buyer, they are going to go look for it on an outside source. So with this, we want to make sure that we're somewhat controlling some of the research for the buyer because if we can control it and show them all the information and research that they need, um, this helps so that then they're just not going down a rabbit hole of um, Google searching. Even though they probably will go Google search, but if we give them some research, some testimonies and all of that, we will be have more success in converting them to a sale. Now the next buyer is what I like to call lovingly the fence sitter. This is kind of a hybrid between your 
buyer who is a researcher and then themselves as in that the fence sitter you need to convince them to get off the fence which means that you need to create FOMO um, which the fear of missing out they need to feel these people wait until the doors are closing the offer is going away your limited edition of whatever you have um, is going to be running out and these people need to have a deadline of when is this offer going away because then I need to make that decision these people, if you are doing um, a course, for example, come on like the last day of your cart being open, the last day or two. And these are actually 40% of your buyers, which is crazy, right? Because as um, entrepreneurs or when we release things or if it's limited edition or people who are, are having courses, when we put our product or service out into the world, we love those people who are the spenders and they just spend their money, but we forget about these last two and we forget about the fence sitter because sometimes um, we can open our cart or launch our product and we get discouraged when nobody buys in the first day or the first even the first two or three days, we get discouraged that nobody's buying. Um, but we forget that 40% of our buyers come when we are going to take our offer away. So what um, the fence sitters are looking for is they are also researching, but they need to have you convince them of what they are going to be missing out on if they do not purchase your product or service. What um, things are they not going to get in life or in their business? Or um, again, if it's a limited edition, this limited edition handbag is never going to be coming back. We're never going to have this print again. They need to feel like, oh no, if I don't buy this right now, I either will never get it or I'm not going to be able to have this problem solved in my life until the car opens again for this course. So these people really are your feelers. They have a lot of feelings when it comes to buying as well. It's very hard for them to spend money. And this is why you'll even see like, I'm I'm a, I'm a fence sitter and I have to be convinced of the FOMO of buying personally and I just don't like spending money, so I wait until like the last second where I have to hand money over out of my wallet, but people have to convince me that I really need this product or service because I don't like spending money. Um, so with these people, we just really have to convince them, and with the fence sitter, you just can't come in on the last day and try to be like, okay, well, it's going away. The cart's closing. You're not going to have this anymore. You have to be nurturing them throughout the whole thing. So sometimes people want to get these fence sitters if you are in a course launch off the fence before the end. So that's where we talk about offering mid-cart bonuses where you're going to get an extra freebie or an extra something for buying at that time. So then 
they're going to get maybe an, I don't know, an extra printable or an extra mini course in with another course. But if they don't buy at that mid cart, then that goes away and they're not going to get it. So you're upping their value. Um, but you need to be nurturing them in kind of the last few days of your cart. You need to be creating that FOMO for them. They need to be thinking about that fear of missing out days before your cart closes so that they, at the end, on the last day or in those last few days, will get off the fence and purchase from you. So when it comes to these three types of buyers and you're thinking, well, Michelle, I just have like a sales page. How do I add this in? Again, this is where sometimes if you look at sales pages and some people see the first few kind of bullet points of maybe let's just say a course, for example, and they see it and you see a buy now button and they click right there and they purchase. And sometimes people may see like really long sales pages and you're thinking to yourself, why is this so long? Why is there so much information in here? Because they are serving the researcher and the fence sitter. They, if you keep scrolling down to the bottom, they probably give some type of deadline of when is this offer going away because the fence sitter needs to know when's the last day that I have to decide if I'm going to purchase this product. Um, so if you maybe thinking to yourself, well, Michelle, I don't have a course. I don't really open cart. I have a brick and mortar store. How do I make this work? Um, for me, like if a, if a buyer comes into the door and I have to get them to purchase, like as they walk in the door, um, this is where either the people you're, spenders are going to be people who are walking in the door and they already know that they're coming to buy your product from from you in your brick and mortar. They're going to spend their money. The researcher is going to be the one who is asking you a lot of questions. And again, this is where it's good to know who are your competitors in this market? What are your competitive products? And how can you sell your product against the competitor's product. I think that this is a key that a lot of people forget about, that they forget you need to know who your competition is because you need to be able to sell against your competition or your competitive product and be able to tell them why they should choose your product over the competitor. So this is where you're going to be answering a lot of questions in person about um, the different pro- the differences in products. And this will help that buyer purchase from you. So for example, a fence sitter, this is going to be a person who comes in, they ask you all of the questions of a researcher, and then they tell you, well, I am going to have to go ask my brother's sister's mother's wife what what she thinks, right? We've all had those people where you're sitting there, you've teed up the sale, it makes total sense to you, and then they tell you that they have to go ask somebody else for permission to buy from you when really they're just trying to buy themselves time because they can't make the decision to buy. And so this is where you need to set up some type of deal or some type of stop that's going to say, hey, I totally get that if it's a big purchase, you got to go talk to your brother's sister's cousin's brother's wife. 
um, about what they think about this product and if it's a good deal. And this is where you could say, hey, but I, if you want to come back tomorrow, if you come back tomorrow, I'll give you a discount. Um, I, or, hey, I just want to let you know there's only two of these left and I can tell that you really like this product and that it, to me, I think it's going to be a good fit for you. So I, I don't want you to miss out. So just know that there's only two of these left. Would you like me to take your number in case one of them sells? I can call you and let you know that we're at least down to the last one so that you don't miss out. Um, and that's where you're going to get their attention to be like, oh, okay, either I need to come back to get that discount or she's going to let me know when there's not going to be any left and then I'm going to have to make that decision to purchase. Um, sometimes people will say yes to, you know, doing that. Sometimes they won't. Um, but it's a good way because those fence sitters need to know when do I have to make the decision to buy. And you as the seller need to put the parameters around that for them because if there's no parameters of when this purchase is going away or when this special maybe I'm getting a special discount is going away they will sit there forever until they have to choose to buy um, so and remember, those fence sitters are 40% of your sales. So you need to plan a strategy around how are you going to get these people off of the fence to purchase because otherwise you're leaving 40% of potential sales on the table. So again, to recap, make sure that you are selling to all three types of these buyers that in your pitch, you are touching on all three of these buyers and you're all you're giving them something that they all need. And I hope that this is helpful to you if you have questions of, okay, Michelle, I understand what you're talking about, but how do I put this into my situation or how do I spin this to work for my product or service? I'm happy to answer any of those questions inside of our private Facebook community, um, which is the Busy Years podcast community. And you can find that on our Facebook page. It's in the link of the show notes. I am more than happy if you have any business questions when it comes around sales, and especially if they're podcasts that I'm doing solo shows, feel free to come in there and to ask specific questions um, for your business and I will help you the best that I can. So I hope that this is helpful. I would love for you to reach out and tell me how you tweaked your sales offer for your product or service to help your clients decide to get off the fence and buy your product. Thanks so much for tuning in today, friends. I will see you next time. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Busy Years Podcast. This episode's show notes and all past episode show notes can be found at michellehagan.com slash podcast. I would love to put a face to the listener. Come over and join me on Instagram at michelleannhagan. Or you can join me in our private Facebook community just for the Busy Years Podcast listeners called Hey Mama, Let's Connect. 
This is a community where you can dig in a little bit deeper to your dreams. Share your dreams out loud with like-minded people. Let people cheer you on in what you are currently doing to chase your dreams. And learn a little bit more about our episodes. And I'll even pop in there every once in a while to teach live. I can't wait to see you and meet you, my friends. Hey, Mama. Did you need someone to remind you that you are worthy of your dreams? That you can take action in the middle of motherhood? I just wanted to pop in and give you another reminder, friend, that you got this. You can do this in the middle of motherhood, no matter how busy the years get.